Welcome to The Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm Roger Woodall, founder of the Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sport and music festival. With all events in 2020 grinding to a halt, I'll be bringing people back together, but in a different way. I just had a brilliant chat with my old mate, Tony Truman, talking about putting on parties over the last 30 years in some of the most iconic venues in London and around the UK, hiring stately homes, castles, and Legoland, known in the press as Legoverland. And now he's the proud owner of O Beach Club in Ibiza, the biggest pool party you'll ever see. He's one of the most generous and kind-hearted people you'll ever meet. And this podcast is flying at the moment. That's all down to you. So I really appreciate if you could just subscribe, leave us a review on Apple. We read every single one of them. And if you want to get me personally, get me on Instagram as I reply to everybody. It's at Eventful Entrepreneur or Roger Woodall or Dodge. But for now, here's the man himself, True Hefner, Mr. Tony Truman. True, welcome on the show, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate. It's lovely to have you on. Um, it's interesting, you know, like we're both... Kingston lads and uh, we've gone through the same sort of journey from young kids. But yeah, what I'm going to do is go all the way back to the beginning. And wow. I want to find out how you started throwing parties and how you got into events. Uh, well, for me, it all started the event side of things and everything all happened when I was 15 years of age. I was uh, I was at school and like most sort of 15 year olds, you don't know what you want to do in life and everything like that. And um, I think it was the time that sort of MTV and everything started coming popular. Yeah. And I remember I was a big Wham fan, like a lot of people <laughs> of that generation. George, George Michael. And, George and Andrew yeah, fancy yeah, myself yeah. as a bit of one of <laughs> George Michael at the time when I had hair on his had a curly barnet. And they'd just uh, done a video, Club Tropicana, uh, in Ibiza at yeah. Pikes Hotel and the Coup Club and everything. Not that I knew what the Pikes or Coup was and everything. And uh, what, sort, what sort of year <clears> are we talking then, do you think? 83. Is that was 83? 83. Good, good memory, 83, mate. Yeah, good memory. Because yeah. I was obviously 15, yeah. 15 then. And what had happened, I'd just got expelled from school as well. Yeah. For? Just being a... Being a nuisance. Being a nuisance. Yeah, yeah, being, yeah. Being, me, being, being me at the time, you know, <laughs> stupid like boy then. And basically, I'd sort of got expelled from school and the school was having a massive party. Mm. And it was a big thing, you know, like most kids leaving school and everything like that. And uh, all the invites went out and everything like that. And everyone was going, everyone was hyped up about it. And they, went, they didn't seem to want to me because obviously... I was kicked out. What, the school were like, you're not, you're not <coughs> coming you're not to the coming. party? I even went up the school and said to the school, <laughs> oh, you know, the deputy headmaster at the time, please, can I come? All my mates are going. They went, no, you're not going. You're not going. You've done this. You've done that. You're not, you're not right to come. So I went home and I was really gutted. My mum said, why don't you do your own party? Quality. She said, you're, you know, you're the, you're the ringleader. You're the instigator. That's why you're in this problem in the first place. She said, you know. So she said, come on, let's go and look some, so we went and looked at some scouts huts, village halls yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. And also very hard to do a, a party then as well because of the alcohol, mm. even though we was under kids. 18s, yeah, yeah, under 18s, yeah. as you know, yeah. with Pop Your Cherry yeah, and stuff that's like right. that, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very, very difficult. So the only people who were prepared to have us was the you know, Turks Boatyard. Oh yeah, well, in Kingston, Thames, down in Kingston. Down a, oh, yeah, yeah, Turks no. Boat. They've got their offices on the Thames. It's a boating company. That's right. They've got the Southern Bell and all those boats. Oh, and the everything. big, the, all with the, the big, big disc, wheel on the yeah. behind the boat. I all know this, all, all the boats and everything. So actually, how I sort of started True's Do's was like from that from that era really. And I've gone in there and I managed to hire the boat. And they said the only night you can have it is the night it turned out the same night as the school party. Happy days. So I'm like, oh god, what am I going to do? <laughs> so uh, my mum said, oh, just do it. I mean, you know, your mates yeah, will yeah, all come yeah. to this. So that's what I've done. Hired the boat. I can't even remember how much it was now. And um, hired the boat. So I put the tickets on sale. I think I had 250 tickets. Lovely. Sold out. 
18 people turned up at the school party that night and 250 came Happy days. <laughs> so in a way, Trues Do's was born. Yeah, I didn't mate. actually call it Trues Do's then. It was just like a Truman yeah. party. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sort of thinking of a, a business or anything. Yeah. So that happened. And then I went to, that was in the sort of June, May, June time. In the August, I went to Ibiza. And we went to, because um, I wanted to go, I said to my mum, I want to go to Ibiza. Yeah, I saw one of my best pals from school come with me. My mum and my stepdad took us. Stayed in this hotel, met these older fellas from Essex. Yeah. There's only like three years older than us, yeah, but yeah. that's a big difference when mm, you're 15. Of course, of course. And they're like 18, yeah. 19. They was like, oh, come to this club, come to this club. And I sort of didn't even know anything. Yeah. You know, I was quite sort of advanced for a 15-year-old. Yeah. And they took me out and I said, I want to go to that place where Wan done the video. So they took me out to Pikes. Pikes. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Went up there that night. There was a party and they said, oh, we're going to go on to the Coup Club. Oh, the car. I, was, I remember the coup. Didn't have a oh, swimming pool. Had a swimming like, pool. I remember. Swim pool with dragon and everything. I remember swimming in it oh, one it was, night. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but I remember when we was up there, they'd all go, oh, Elton John and Rod Stewart are there doing a party at the coup. And I was like, oh my God. I remember Baby Jane, the track Baby oh, Jane yeah, by yeah, Rod yeah. Stewart yeah, yeah. was out at the same time. So we went to the coup club and I just had the best night of my life. I remember going in there thinking, oh Massive my God. club, wasn't it? Massive club. Well, it's now Privilege. Privilege, yeah. Which is the best, biggest club in the world. Holds yeah. 12,000 people. Is it 12,000 12, people? 12,000, yeah, under one roof. Yeah. Even though it's changed now because obviously for the coup for many years, yeah. it was like all open air and everything. Yeah. But you imagine like a 15-year-old kid going yeah. in there, I'm sorry, bit Kidding. green behind the yeah, ears. Yeah, like, yeah. wow. And I sort of then, I sort of, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be involved in this sort of industry sort yeah. of thing. I want to be involved in parties. Yeah. I didn't think, fast forward 30 odd years, I'd have my own pool yeah. club in Ibiza. Absolutely. That was never in my thoughts, really. So what, so what was the journey then? What feeling did you get when you threw that first party? Was that feeling, what, what, talk, talk me through how you actually felt that day, that night, when you saw everyone turning up, queuing up to your party. I was buzzing. I, mem I do remember, I remember because I'm more than anything, I remember I'm sneaking in the booze. Yeah. I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what really pleased me from that one night. I remember more than anything, it's one of my favourite teachers from school. He came to the party. Quality. Which for me was quite a sort of big thing because I was very close with him at school and everything. And he actually turned up and he said, Tom, he said, I've had such a laugh with you and all the, your year and everything for the last few years and everything. He came to the party. Amazing. And it was just, yeah, just a great, it's just a great feeling. So of course, then I'm like, oh, when's the next one? Yeah. So after I went to Ibiza, then I'd done a New Year's Eve party. Mm. I hired this scout hut. And, uh, in Kingston again? That was in, the scout hut was in Thames and Longmead okay. Road. Okay. Yeah, basically, this was unbelievable. The fella said to me, usually, you know, from years of experience later on, I turned up and I said, can I hire the hut? He goes, yeah, 100 quid. There's the, there's the keys. You got it for 24 hours. Happy oh, God. There was no like, he said, just give it me back in the state it's in. Yeah. Of course, we had a carnage party. <laughs> it was, uh, like, I remember we had a bad taste party. and everyone was, That's what I wanted to do. I thought, how am I going to make my parties different, different from just normal like youth club discos yeah. and things like that? So at a very early age, I started theming my parties, mm. and that was one of the first ones that I'd done. The Lovely. Theme. Obviously, they got a lot more elaborate as the yeah, years absolutely. went. As the years went on, but it, that that was an early thought of mine. So, what was your what was your thought process after that? Was it literally I want to be throwing parties the rest of my life, or what? What journey did you go on after that sort of eighteen year old onwards? Well, from from well, just after that, I wanted I knew that I wanted to go and sort of work. And, you know, because we, when we was on that holiday in Ibiza, we was meeting PRs on the streets, yeah. you know, the ones who were dragging you in the bars yeah. and all that. Free drinks. Know, and free, free drinks, yeah, yeah, happy yeah, yeah, hour yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's what I want to do. And my mum said, well, you can't do that because you're 18. Yeah. I just can't let you do that. So that's what i done. So when I was 18, I carried on doing a few little parties. I went off and I just done a bit of bricklaying, a bit of old Gary, yeah. a bit of hairdressing, I had yeah. a sort of random. My mum was saying, you've got to get a trade behind you. You've always got to have something to fall back yeah. on you. That never materialised because I was so like, 
on the party trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to went on holiday to Gran Canaria in Spain. We got in a we ended up getting like a big group of boys, we got in a bit of a punch up, got himself in a bit of trouble there. And uh, then the bar owner where we've been drinking all week said, Oh, listen, I'll get you out of the trouble, but you've got to come and work for me. Okay. So he helped me and a couple of my pals out. So we ended up going and working for him. I ended up staying working in for quite a few years, on and off, sort of doing the summer season. Mm. But the good thing about Gran Canaria, I had the all year round. Mm. So we was going over to Ibiza in the summer, having some holidays out there. So it weren't really working. We was just dossing about and learning all about the clubs and meeting all the people, really. And there weren't even that sort of superstar era then. Mm. You know, I know at that sort of time, like people like Danny Rampfilling, Charlie Chester... Paul Oakenfold at all. So we're talking early 90s? Uh, sort of late 80s. Oh, late mid, 80s mid to late 80s. Yeah, yeah well. mid, to, mid to late 80s oh, okay. sort of thing. That sort of dance scene has started exploding yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. But I wasn't part of it. I, I knew it was going on and used to go to some of their events and everything, mm. but I didn't know any of the guys behind mm. it or anything. And you had like, you, over the years I've seen, we've known each other for years, but I've seen you go down this route of having this amazing bunch of friends and amazing mm. acquaintances who all want to go to your parties. Mm. What What sparked that off? Um, I sort of sparked that off. I think because I've always stayed with my pals, mm. kept all my pals close to me. You know, I've always had my sort of my mates, my lifelong mates from school. Even now, like you know, I've got my lifelong school pals working with me mm. and everything like that. I think I don't know. Just love being around with real people. People, yeah, real same. people. Keep your feet on the ground. Same. Tell you as it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dodge, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. easy to go off and. You know, especially as later in life, we met so many sort of interesting people yeah. and celebrities and things yeah. like that, just to keep your feet on the mm. ground and have sort of values. And also, I've, I like helping people. One of the sort of biggest... You satis- are, you're very generous, One of the biggest satisfactions yeah. I get now of sort of doing quite well yeah. is the help that you can give yeah. to other people around you. It's nice, you. isn't it? I think that's my sort of buzz of everything. Yeah. Fantastic. But with the parties, I think the key thing for me from when I was very young was I've always been very lucky, had some beautiful girls in our lives. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yep. If you, if you can, everyone says, what's the key ingredient of a great party? I said, fill it up with beautiful girls. Yeah. <laughs> and the men will follow. Yeah, yeah. So I think with that, I've always been a real sort of surrounded by a lot, a lot of girls yeah. who are really, really good girlfriends of mine. Yeah. Um, even in my own personal relationships, I'm still great friends with yeah. the girls. My first girlfriend and my last girlfriend. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever think about owning a bar or a club or anything like that along your journey? That, that, came, that came a little bit later, really, when... Um, I think after I'd worked in the Grand Canary in Ibiza early on, I came home. Then I sort of wanted a bar, right. really. I what, said, did you I, want to feel more settled? Is that how you felt? I just knew I'd do well. Right, okay. It wasn't a question more. And then I got cobblers in Kingston. Yeah, okay, I know. When I was 23, okay. 23. I went off to Australia. Yeah. I went off to Australia and we was doing some of the parties out there. We were skint in Australia. Though. We literally had nothing, you know. And then I started up this car cleaning business, managed to get a, bit, a few quid for it. And, but then I came back and I was like, right, I want to get a bar. Yeah. I actually thought, right, now I want to get a bar. Then Cobblers came about yeah, yeah. through um, Tim and uh, Caroline there. It's like the road from where I used to live. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just use it. You had the pub up in yeah. Serbent at yeah, the time right. and everything. Yeah. And then Barry had the Vic in Yeah, that's uh, right. My old man had the Vic in Serbent. Your Serbent. old man had the Vic in Serbent and Barry had the Vic that's there and right. I had Cobblers in Kingston. That's right. And but then my old man, well, then we all moved to Kingston. the Bishop's Pub. Bishops, Kingston, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Wow. So that was like, of course, we used to always go in the Bishop before yeah. we used to go in Cinderella's Rock. That's right. That's next door my, that was next door to my bedroom. I had one brick wall <laughs> next to the club next door. Isn't it funny, though, because <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, that then you couldn't get in clubs in jeans. Yeah, that's you right. You had trousers oh, on. Oh, yeah, and, and shoes. And, yeah, shoes. Yes. And if the doorman really wanted to be fussy, you got to have a tie on. Yeah. It's like, are you joking? Crazy. Teenagers going out in like, sort of thing. And I think that's why the, the actual, and most clubs throughout Britain were like that mm. at the time. 
You know, you have to have trousers or shoes. I know it sounds funny to the teenagers now. They're like, what? Yeah. You know, but that's what the situation was. And I think that's when dance music came about and the acid house scene exploded. That was a Suddenly, good Suddenly everyone went smiley yeah, t-shirts, trainers, right. dungarees. Let's go raving. Let's go, let's go the, totally opposite. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it sort of totally changed from that, oh, you've got to have trousers and a collar mm. to get in there. Mm, absolutely. Know? And it's interesting as well, when you look at, when I speak to the younger generation now, they didn't realise that back then, Everyone would go to the boozers at six, seven o'clock at night, drink till ten thirty, and then go to a club till three. Yeah, they don't two, two, yeah, two, two, two o'clock. That's right, two o'clock. That's right, two o'clock. All the clubs used to Finish, shut. That's right. That's what took me back to that when I just said about when the guy gave me the keys for the village hall and he said yeah. you've got it for twenty four hours. Yeah. It was like everyone Dang. wanted to come because it was on all night. Yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't. There was no, no like you know public entertainment licenses yeah. back then. There, you know, it wasn't all good that. days, man. Good memories. Good, 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 good memories. Good Funny memories. how the nightclub world has changed, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think it'll come back again? From how from from obviously since what we're going through at the moment, the nightclub yeah. world was the first one to close. It'll be the last one to open. Do you think the nightclub world will come back as definitely. it was? Uh, definitely. I'm I'm a big firm believer as well. Hundred percent. You know, everyone think, wants a party. Everyone wants a party, and yeah. I think what it will do. I think what is all this sort of COVID situation and lockdown and everything. I think all the people who haven't been coming out for years, they've gone all got settled down. I'm not necessarily settled down, but they sort of dropped the party yeah. lifestyle as they've got hold of, which people naturally do. Yeah. And now. Oh my God, I can't wait to start going out. Yeah. Because they realise life is so short, so precious. Yeah. All this lockdown and where you're confined and you're not allowed to do things, yeah. they're going to, once this is all over, they're going to start all going yeah, out yeah. again. And places are going to be busier than You know what's going to be interesting to see what demographics come out? Because it might be a, your 40 plus year old hasn't been going. They might go out three, four times a year. They might That's start I mean. going out 12 times that's a year. That's exactly, exactly, you know? exactly what yeah. I mean. Well, I, I know that from putting my Trues Do's party yeah. on, which was supposed to be at Christmas yeah. before it got cancelled. I literally sold like 800 tickets yeah, in the amazing. space of a day. Amazing. Right, and then when I look through the list of people, it's like, oh my God, they used to come to my parties years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now they're standing, oh, I want to get back out yeah. again. I want to have something to look forward yeah. to. Which is nice, yeah. though, really. So let's move, let's move on to the Trues Do's. Yeah. Because that's built a lovely brand in itself. And you haven't even got like a big website or a brand about it. It's just linked to Tony Truman's name, yeah. which I love. Because you kept it real. Feet on the ground, keep it real. You know, you're gonna, everyone knows you're going to throw a quality party. So take me back to your first Trues do, that one that really sparks your mind, because there's one that really stands out in my mind, I want to know a bit more detail, is when you hired Legoland. Yeah, we were yeah, just talking <laughs> about that. Well, that came that came many, many years later. Mm. At first, like, the Trues do's from those village halls sort of built up and built yeah. up. And, we and I started doing the boat parties on the Thames. Mm. And uh, after that sort of boat party, then I was doing the all-night ones from midnight till six in the morning from Tower Pier, from London Bridge, and then the Marchioness. From midnight till from 6 midnight till 6 a.m. Oh, wow. I started doing them awesome. because that's how the, the, everyone started getting into the dark scene and stuff like that. So everyone wanted the late night yeah. thing where everyone was going to the M25 raves yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. I started doing like the boat parties from midnight till six a.m. because yeah. people wanted to you know, get off <laughs> Carry the on. and I had some real fun and games with that. Yeah, with, like you know, monitors blowing up in the middle of the Thames, <laughs> at three in the morning, sailing back down the Thames, everyone off the red with no music on. So uh, yeah, so I had some real trials yeah. and tribulations on the way, but they were a big thing. Then the Marchioness disaster happened. Do you oh, remember God, when the I boat, do. yeah, the boat oh. crashed and all the people died. A friend so. of mine's sister was on it. It's Lawrence. Really? Yeah, yeah it's very very yeah. sad time. Sad. sad time for everyone then, and so I just like, whoa, I've got to stop the boat parties and everything and uh sort of you know sort of how can how can i look at doing some other venues because i'm quite well known for doing the yeah. boat parties at that era and uh i thought you know what i don't want to do clubs yeah. 
a lot of people were doing clubs, nightclubs and bars and things. Again, I wanted to try and think of how I can keep True's Do's unique. Yeah. So, so there were some friends of mine doing these chuff chuff parties, the Miss oh, Money Bunny's boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing some amazing the parties, which we've been. So I thought, right, I'm going to do it. They, you know, they're not so popular down south. I'm going to do it down south. Mm. So I started hiring like, a stately home, like Hampton Court House, uh, then sort of other different places, and then sort of Paynes Hill Park in Cobham. I was hiring, oh, really? pla- I was hiring places where people wouldn't normally go to a yeah, party. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Because yeah. I wanted to make that sort of the, the, the theatrical element of it. Where a lot of people were putting on big superstar DJs, I thought I'm not going to go down that route. I'd rather have a top venue. Yeah, same. And then it, and it's all about the experience. And it's about the experience, yeah. you know. A lot yeah. of them play the same music yeah. anyway, really. Yeah, of you know, and the music's obviously very important. Yeah. And that was another big thing. I wanted to always music's changed, doesn't it? Diverse isn't a tech house, deep house, whatever, yeah. disco house. I've always pretty had the same music philosophy, really, is that with my part is we're not there to educate people on their on music, yeah. we're there to celebrate yeah. music, you know, so it's all fun. Same here. The girls dancing around their handbags, singing yeah. hands in the air. Yeah. And I've always loved that vibe, you know, and I think that's why I've probably also had, had no trouble at my parties. Because yeah. everyone comes to them and they expect just fun, yeah. good times, have a sing song and have a laugh, yeah. really. Yeah. And then... With how we sort of built up to Legoland, which was my, you know, that. that my what year are we talking, Legoland? Legoland was 2001, I think, 2000, yeah. Oh, wow, nearly 20 yeah, years ago, yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it a, it it? a long time ago, because I was having these big houses. I had some great houses on the way as well, yeah. you know, used to rent some big mansions, yeah, yeah, parties yeah. in there. And then uh, one of my houses burnt down, me personally, mm. and um, in fact, we lost a girlfriend I of remember. it. I remember, Lost a girlfriend of it, and she died in the party, in the... In, in the house that night Jesus and I was like Christ. whoa wow Jeez. so it sort of took the you know obviously yeah. worst thing worst experience ever yeah so after that I thought right I've got to start acting a bit more it made, made me grow up yeah it really made me grow so up so this is 2001 this is was it 2000 2001 and how old were you being so then I, I was due to do a millennium party for 2000 people at my house I had this massive big mansion in Asia didn't the old bill come round and say yeah they literally <laughs> a couple of days before I'd sold a couple of thousand tickets yeah 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 had the marquee sound systems and next minute the old bill were all turned up you shut it, shut it down before, at least a few days before the party. Says you can't have a party in your house for a couple of thousand people. No way. I was like, it's Millennium Eve. What are you on about? Everyone's having parties. It's going, not everyone's having parties for 2,000 yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I had to then go to Pals. You remember Pals? Yes. Yeah, I do. Well, I think Danny, Danny Rose used, yeah. Danny Rose used yeah. to own it. And yeah. uh, they, 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 I was actually banned from there. So then I actually go with the police and down there, literally took me in the car and said to the guys who had it at the time, Danny and that, Tony's going to have his New Year's Eve party, and then he's not, he's bound for me. And they said, he's having his party, otherwise it's going to affect your licence. Is that what they said? So that's, they sort of half blackmailed him in a wow. way, really. Not, not blackmailed, but yeah, said, but listen, twist we, me we arm. Yeah. Twist your yeah, arm, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, We've yeah, got yeah. to have it. So I've done yeah. that. And then after Millennium, which was a horrendous experience of obviously having to refund all those people and all those disappointed people, still done the party, yeah. but from, everyone thought they was going to a party in a big mansion. Yeah. And in the end, it happened in a nightclub. Yeah, in which that, yeah. I was not against. You know, like I say, true dudes weren't about having parties in yeah, nightclubs. Yeah. And the thing is, back then though, people were obviously buying tickets for cash. Buying tickets cash. So you had to ship everyone back their money. Yeah. And I just opened up the True Town and Beauty Sunbed Shop at Hampton Court at the time, so everyone knew where I was. Yeah, they're going to come, come, to, come to buy the tickets from there. And everyone was coming back for the refund. <laughs> well, you're giving everyone free sunbeds. Oh, there you go. It's a nightmare. You have ten each. Dodge. Apart from the fire, it was I would, without doubt say that week leading up to Millennium Eve was the worst in my life yeah. and it was the most stressful in my life yeah. you know 
you've experienced this yeah. year with COVID, yeah. having to cancel, well, postpone, yeah. should I say. Yeah. You know, people ringing up, we want our yeah. money back, we've booked this, we've booked the, yeah. our expectation. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because of course. Because like any business, you use your next event as your cash flow. Yeah, of course. You know, most people most, most people do. Yeah. And that's what I was doing mm. sort of thing at the time, and I didn't have it. So I had to go cap and hand to my mum and my sister, and they gave me some money to bail me out. It's interesting, that millennium. I, I was... I look back and think, oh, f I was looking at it with my partner, Chris, back at the time, 20 years ago. You know, Tivoli, don't you? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, and we were looking at the millennium. And we, for some reason, we stayed away from it. And I don't know anyone, everyone I knew through a part of millennium, it wasn't like a one-off. It was bad experience. Bad Every experience. promoter I know around the country. I think also because everyone was doubling their money, weren't yeah. they? Well, most people do on New Year's Eve yeah. anyway. Yeah. I think that particular one was like treble. That's right. All the sound systems, all the lighting. Everyone worked prices up. And that's what a lot of people were saying to me. Well, how come you end up, you sold all these tickets? How come you lost so much money? I was like, you don't realise. Usually everything's double bubble New yeah. Year's Eve. That night it was treble bubble treble five plus. times. Plus, yeah, plus, yeah. plus, plus, plus. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it hit us. And I think a lot of people thought, you know what, sod that. I'm not going to go out New Year's Eve. I'm going to do something free somewhere. And everyone was doing their own house parties, yeah, essentially, right. wasn't it? On a lot of people millennium. was going into London, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, on the bridges. And what they was I was on, on Vauxhall Bridge that night, in fact. Yeah, good call. Good call. It good, was, good. Like, and it was free. Good call, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even even better call. What's, um, so let's move on. After that, and say, I said, right, okay. A friend of mine uh, called Aaron uh, had a, an Ibiza Villa company at the time mm. called Exclusive World, and he was doing sort of uh, renting villas out and everything like that. And anyway, I'd sort of, you know, we've been sort of doing a few little things together. So I sort of spoke to them. I said, well, listen, uh, I want to get back into doing some more stuff in Ibiza. Why don't we do some villa parties? So Lovely. we sort of teamed up together with his villa contacts and my sort of trues do's uh, yeah. following. And we'd done a couple of parties together. Anyway, we said, I oh, used to go off and hire them, but we actually done it under more of the exclusive world sort yeah. of banner at yeah. the time. So we went and hired Legoland. We, yeah. had, we had a contact who knew someone at Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, you won't get Lego Land. You know, it's a kids' yeah, theme of course, park, of isn't course. it? And uh, yeah, so we managed to hire that, which was incredible. Even though the park's massive, we hired the castle area, yeah. the open area castle area. Then there was like the log flume ride. Then yeah. it was like a, a great big open terrace, which looked like Space Ibiza. And wow, it was, it was gamble. Because mm. we actually only could, this is how fast we turned an event round. Mm. Legoland closed to the general public. They wouldn't give us any special priorities to close down and bring in sound and yeah. equipment and everything. They closed the park at six. In two hours, we had to put in our full production, decor, rigs, lighting, set up all the bars. I had a massive, massive wow. team. Literally, boom, to get the party open for... Quality. For, for eight Love it. And it was the hottest night of the year, Dodge. Was it? The night we pulled up to that... Legoland entrance, thousands of people queuing already. Quality. Everyone was like so hyped up for it, and then it was just the best party ever. Yeah. I, can't, I, you know, people say why there's too many elements to say yeah. why it was just when it's. I think from a promoter's point of view, when everything goes right, yeah. what you know, a feeling! Every single thing. Yes, there's no trouble. There was no yeah. violence. There was no problems on the door. Yeah. There was the, the bars, bars were working. Bars weren't so, running out yeah, of drinks. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. those little sort of key yeah, ingredients mate. that people overlook. Everyone yeah. just thinks of like you know the music and the vibe, but. Yeah. And I think also seeing people walking around Legoland going, wow. Wow, all the colour wow, and everything else. Yeah. You know, the, the log flume right over, yeah. the, the roller coaster, the dragon's lair going through the castle. Yeah. And everything. everyone just came away and said, that was the, the best, best experience. experience we've had in the UK Love for a party. It. Love it. So I came away, obviously, buzzing. Oh, yeah. well, then we had a massive, great big after party at the hotel, which someone let off the fire brigade, <laughs> let off the fire, <laughs> in, uh, uh, fire alarm and all the police come. But the, it just that, but that added to the sort of, well, the true story event couldn't have ended yeah. any yeah, other yeah, typical yeah, yeah, yeah. way. 
And the next day, I was remember the next day on the press, front page of the newspaper, Lego Overland. Lego Overland, yeah. Well, that's what everyone now <laughs> even refers it to me. Brilliant. They say, true, Lego Overland. I've got it in my villa in Ibiza in uh, the press cutting in the frame, saying Lego Overland. Brilliant. So would you say that was your best party in the UK? Or have you got somewhere else you go? That really springs to mind, another castle or another state yeah, home? Um, or... Yeah, I think one of the, the pink party, one of the pink parties I've done was amazing as well. One I've done in a church. I hired an old church Sunday mass and I actually hired it on Easter Sunday. It was like a, a well, I say church, it's more like a cathedral. Yeah. It's the, land, the landmark at Twickenham. Do you know oh, it? Oh, I do. On, on the lights there, that huge, oh my God. Yes, great I do. big thing there. I hired that and I've done like a, and I went along there. God, you know yourself from hiring venues. Yeah. They want a big deposit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went along to that venue with the thought in my mind, right, this geezer's going to want like 15, 20 grand. Yeah. I'm going to hit him that I want Easter Sunday. He's yeah. going to put another 10 on yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting to pay 30 grand yeah. for it. I had in my head, I thought I was going to pay 30 grand. I was with my PA. I thought, right, I'm gonna, that's going to be about 30 grand. So I've gone in there and he's sitting in his little chapel. By the way, it's not a practicing church anymore. Yeah. It's more of a, like an art centre. Yeah. But it's still like, you know, a church looking. And I've gone in there and I said to the guy, listen, is this available for high? He said, no, what is it you want to do? So I always went in and sort of had the bullshit. And yeah, said, yeah, so I'm, I, you know, I'm doing a corporate function, yeah. doing a corporate function and everything like that. So he's like, hey, okay, yeah, no problem. What date would you like? And I said, oh, actually, it's the 31st of March. I'd like <laughs> Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, a party in a church. He said, that's the, you know, that's my most religious day yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. and everything. He said, well, for that, it's going to be a bit more expensive. I thought, oh, he goes and all that. He said, for that, I'm going to have to charge you an extra £500. So it'd be £1,500 in total. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Mate. You imagine, yeah, right? Yeah, mate. Of course, I literally pulled the cash out of my pocket. Have went, it now. I'll tell you what, I'll pay you now. <laughs> yeah, like that. And you imagine, I was had 30 grand expectation. Yeah, yeah, he wanted for 15. one and a half. Yeah, and that was like, wow. And he said, oh, what's it going to be like? I said, it was going to be really cool. And then he turned up on the day. I've got one half done like heaven, one half like hell. Brilliant. All the girls in suspenders and basques and Brilliant. everything like that. And he's like, oh my God, what a guy on here. <laughs> so that party sort of stands out because to go to a party in a church yeah, like mate. that. And that's another thing I just want to say actually about the trues do's when yeah. you said earlier. Yeah. I, I've kept them very personal. Mm. You know, it's like I haven't sort of done mass advertising. Okay, I do a lot more now on social media. But back then there was no, there was social, no social media. Was there it? was no mobile phones. Yeah, of course. You know, it was all it's like... quite nice, wasn't it? Lovely. <laughs> it, was, it was flyers and I still do flyers yeah. to this day. Same. Still do flyers. I still do an invitation. Yeah. Still do it all different. A lot more personal touch. Yeah, agree. When you get something through your front door... Yeah. As you've seen, Dodge, and as you do yourself, you pick up an invitation and, uh, and I've, you know, like the one for the church, I've done it like a Bible. Yeah. Done it like a Bible. Yeah. I think Time Out gave me the best flyer in London that year as Amazing. well for like an award. And uh, sort of, you know, where people, there's some Personal. thought. Personal and, then there's, and there's some thought that's gone yeah. into it. They yeah. haven't just gone on a computer screen, blah, 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 do you want to come in? Yeah. You know, anyone can well, do that's that. That's what's happened. The promoters back in the when we were doing it, it was it was full on promoting. Mm. You'd promote with flyers and posters. You'd get everyone together and yep. everyone be working together to get more people. Yeah. Now, you know, the younger generation can sit in bed, flick a button, and invite people. Dumb. It's, ama Dumb. it's amazing. Yeah. It's, I see a lot of pros and cons with both. Both. I'm glad we've gone through that 100%. 10, 15 years of grafting, grafting, grafting. Now for us to sit behind the computer and press a button it's also quite nice as well yeah. so thank you Mark Zuckerberg for giving us the opportunity <laughs> yes, very much very much so yeah no I do you're right it's yeah. nice to have been on that cusp isn't yes. it so you appreciate the old style yeah. but with the old style I still keep that to the modern Same. day but just do it in the modern way yeah. personal touch getting mate. out there you personal know? touch yeah. I'm really interested in going down this route of how you got into Ibiza how you've created such a wonderful wonderful 
experience and venue and hotels and the Ocean Beach Club. So let's go. Let's go. Tell me the route. How did you that, get into that, Ibiza? That, that route came. That route came about obviously because I was spending a lot of time in Ibiza. Yeah. And where we was doing a lot of the villas and everything. Me and Aaron sort of split our partnership because we realised we couldn't sort of work together. Yeah. Um, because I, I was I was bringing all the I was bringing yeah. all the people. I had this huge following and everything. So I carried on doing my villa parties in Ibiza. Yeah. And they sort of come quite legendary, really. And then a few of the venues were approaching us. Oh, do you want to do them? Do them here? Do them there? Yeah. I was like, no, love this villa party style that I'm doing. Um, but then they brought in this law in Ibiza. So this was when all the clubs suddenly had that put roofs, had the roofs on. over the top, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they banned all villa parties and everything yeah, after wow. midnight. They brought in the law about the music being amplified outdoors. Killed the villa party oh, game. Mate. Killed it. Killed okay. it. Okay. What, what year were you talking here on that? This was. 2005 okay around about that okay. era I think. yeah yeah i get it so then what then what happened yeah around about 2004 um a friend of mine was doing some stuff in marbella mm. and um he came to me and he said tone why don't you bring you know the i he said they're not so strong on it down in, in marbella yeah. why don't you come down there and do some parties and i thought well, do you know what my bear was pretty sort of you know starting to bubble under at the time it's always been a popular playground resort yeah, of and uh, so i went down there we found this place called Hugh Hefner's old actually house where he used to <laughs> reside on his only you true yeah, only his, you, and they, you they called it the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. I'm not even too sure when I actually delved into that. I yeah. think it was a bit of a myth. Yeah, I think it was one of the things people just yeah, used yeah, to yeah. say, and I thought, well, I'll go quite a nice that. one, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go along. I'll go along with that myth. <laughs> so we uh, we created sort of the, these players' pool parties, and uh, basically what it was was hiring a mansion down in Marbella. Yeah. Then um, hiring a couple of other venues and stuff like that. And this is how the whole thing of Ocean Club started to come about. A friend of ours had bought a public swimming baths in in Marbella, yep. which is now the Ocean Club yes. Marbella. Anyway, he didn't have a name for it. He didn't have any ideas behind it. So a friend, of, another friend of ours gave it the name, Paul. He said, why don't you call it? He said to our Swiss mate, Peter, he said, why don't you call it the Ocean Club? He said, get Truman and Tony and a few of the boys yep. in there. They'll start doing the parties. Yep. So that's what we've done. We hired it. We started doing a few parties there. Then with the Playboy Mansion parties, I started bringing over, hiring planes, hiring whole blocks of apartments. Yeah. And the first year, I think we took about 700 people out there to Marbella yeah. for this week-long week long party. Brilliant. Following year, that went up to like 1,500 yeah. people. We took the third year, we was like, that's like 2,500 yeah. people. All, we, all, from, all from London? All, all, all from, from England. everywhere, England, from England, England really. Yeah. really. Okay. Mostly London and the home counties, yeah. but yeah. then our network, you know, it's yeah. like our network's... From working abroad for many, many years, it's all up north, of all course. the girls from Manchester yeah, yeah, yeah. and Liverpool, Newcastle, Scotland. They're all Ireland. game as well, aren't they're they? All, they're yeah. all game, you know, yeah. over the years yeah. from working abroad. That's what I've met, and that's been one of the beautiful things. You know, it's like when you live in your own area, you tend to only mix with the people in yeah. your own area. Yeah. But when you work abroad, you meet everyone from yeah. all, all over the country, and they was coming to my parties, and that's what the bar vibe was. All the girls from Rochdale were meeting all the boys <laughs> from Essex and whatever, and the whole thing just yeah. evolved. Yeah. So that was really, really strong, that was, in Marbella. Was that a turning point for you, do you think? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think, I think that was a definite turning point for me. And then while we was doing those parties, I met Wayne. Yeah. I got introduced to Wayne. Wayne came, Wayne Lineker. Yeah. Wayne had the Lineker's bars at the time. How many bars did he have at the time, roughly? Where I were think, they? Where he had the he had Tenerife, which was his original bar. He yeah. had Port Banus, which was buzzing at the time, really buzzing. He had Portugal, I think he had one in Malia, he had one in Mallorca. Um he'd sort of franchised them off a little okay. bit or, or joint venture partners. Yeah, yeah. But Marbella and Tenerife were his real own ones. And then um, I was with my mate Brandon Block. Yeah, good old Brandon. With Brandon, yeah. I was with him, Blocko, and uh, we went to went to Linica's, and Wayne Wayne was in there, and me and Brandon, and I was, you know, we we're talking and all that, 
I said, how much do you do Linux? Because in Ibiza, yeah. well, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Brandon was like, yeah, come on, let's go over. And we in tone, we'll go over and sort it all yeah. out. Yeah. So it's just a silly conversation that night, right? Went, well, so after that summer, we went to, back to Ibiza. Yeah. We found the Linux bar there. The same one it is today? The same one it is, is today. It? Same, same one it is today. And that was the real catalyst okay. for everything, really. We'd opened Linux bar up that first year. It, it flew. Smashed it. Smashed yeah. it. Absolutely yeah. flew. But then what happened, we was going to go and do some parties back in Marbella because we built up. Yeah. The guy who owned the Ocean Club there, Peter, yeah. had sold it to this other consortium right. of people. So we went to Peter, you know, do you want us to carry on doing parties? Yeah. He said, oh, well, you've got to speak to these new guys. Yeah. So I went to the new guys, flew down to Marbella. I went to the new guys. And they said, oh, no, sorry, we don't want to work with the oh, British you're anymore. Joking. I said, well, I'm not being funny. We're the ones We've who built, helped, this up. built this up, yeah. put it on the map, brought in some other yeah. promoters. Really, you wouldn't be paying all this money for it if it wasn't for us yeah. and some of our original stuff we've mm. done there. And they was like, no, no, we don't. So I said, do you know what? So I've, had, I've had enough of my yeah, bar. I'm going back to Ibiza. Yeah. I'm going to find. It's nicer there from, anyway. From, 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 that, yeah. from that very moment, I knew I wanted to do an ocean club in uh, Ocean Beach, or yeah. O Beach, I should call it, yeah. as it's now known, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Ibiza. So I went back, and I didn't sort of say anything to the boys because we was all buzzing off like Linekers. But then uh, we got a chance to acquire a nightclub. Yeah. And we'd never owned a nightclub before. We was, you know, smashing it with the bars. Yeah. So then I got like ten of my mates to all chip in. We bought a nightclub. Yeah. Following year, after one, this this was a this was a bad business mistake, right? <laughs> and this is something anyone who's listening, <laughs> do right? Not do. <laughs> do not do. Dean's, Dean's sitting over there nodding his head. He was one of the investors, right? And this was a massive, massive learning curve. It's like you know when you go into opening a venue up, right? Especially in a foreign country, mm. right? You got to have deep pockets, yep. right? You think something's going to cost a hundred pound, it ends up costing the grand, yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. And we thought we could, you know, we had a great reputation, great following. We thought our egos, we got a bit carried away by yeah. our egos. We yeah. thought, oh, whatever we touch is working. Yeah. Good honesty. Sort of thing, you know, it was. It was It yeah. was a case of that. And all the boys, everyone had sort of seen how well we'd done and wanted a, and wanted a piece of it. Mm. But foolishly enough, we didn't take over the nightclub till very late in the day. And everyone in Ibiza, you imagine you're up against the 10 of the biggest clubs in the cool. world, 10 of the biggest They're all putting you under pressure. They're all putting you under yeah. pressure on all the street teams, the people who run all the yeah. publicity. And everything and going into the night nightclub thing yeah. was a different thing. Yeah. You know, you are up against yeah, the, the big, big Spanish boys, yeah. the big Italian boys, yeah. the people who've had all the, the foothold in there the for pashas and the, Yeah, you're up against yeah, it. And, the they, and they and they and they squeeze. Yeah. They squeeze. everyone says, Oh, is there a mafia or anybody? Yeah. No, there's not a ma there's not a mafia, but there's pa powerful people who control different powerful yeah, sectors and well, stuff. I, I like. guess it's the same as someone coming our manner. Yeah. You, you you're protecting well, your own, you're right? Protecting your own. Yeah, of course. What you're doing. And yeah. uh, so we opened this nightclub very late in the day. We didn't really have a great lineup to start with the mm. first year. What was the club called? Boho. 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 Where, where was it? On it, the was, it was in San Antonio. Okay. It was just around the corner from the bar. But it is another thing, another thing. It was fifty meters the wrong way. Huge difference. A huge it, yeah. difference. And yeah. it doesn't sound a lot, yeah. but because it was back off the main strip, yeah. suddenly you have to really try and promote to get people in there. Mm. And that year also, it was one of the financial crashes as well. And that's when that sort of happened. So that's when I launched Bournemouth Sevens that year. Was it? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you, yeah. Well, you well know. Yeah. So well, the positives come out of it as well. Learning. Yeah, absolutely. Learning. Mate. Absolutely. Learning. And so loads of opportunities. Loads of opportunities, mm. yeah. So mm. then we, so literally we've closed down in three months. What, they, why? We, just we just, numbers we, or we too much get, pressure? We didn't, we didn't get the numbers through the door. We only had one good night a week. Um, we didn't have 
let's be honest, the partners, when money's not rolling in, people start yeah. getting aggy upset, with each yeah, other and upset the, you know, the projections that we've done with make this match and then yeah. we was in deficit the other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and were, front, were you fronting that? I was fronting that. So did that, that, did that put more pressure on you? Obviously, massively. Yes. Yeah, so how I many, how I, many partners did you have roughly? Can you remember? Ten, I think. Oh, Jesus ten. Christ. So you I had think, nine mind, you had nine people on your case saying, you, you projected this, what's happening? Exactly, and they don't understand the world we know. Exactly, okay. was, you know there was, and obviously buying a building which is old, like that Boho was, yeah. right? Cause it was originally. Oh, you bought the building. Well, sorry, no, we leased it. We leased, we, it, okay. we leased it, but at the time when we'd done the deal, the rent was sky high. Yeah. A year later, the rent would have been half price. Yeah. Okay. You know, if we'd have taken it over, then that's yeah. how much okay. there was an economic change going yeah. on at the yeah. time, and we just didn't have. Then we was filling the nightclub up. We were on a Saturday night having mm. a brilliant night, mm. Swankies parties, mm. the boys do oh, Swankies. Yeah. Yeah, Fantastic yeah. party. And, we yeah. have, and actually, we that party was the strongest party on the island yeah. at that particular thing. But we you needed of, a Thursday, a Friday, and a needed, Tuesday, and other days to fill it up. You, yeah. need, you needed that, right? Yeah. You needed that. You can't survive off yeah. one big night. And, yeah. and also, you know, also for a lot of the other boys, and myself included, I'm probably the worst, is we thought it was just like a big free-for-all. Yeah, we was like in there, all giving free drinks yeah. out. There was no control <laughs> on it. Everyone like, yeah, Dean was bringing a load of girls in, giving them tables. <laughs> I was doing it. Tony was doing it. Goldie was doing it. And like, you know, we had a, we had a, we had a right, we had a right yeah. laugh. Don't, yeah, get, yeah, me, yeah. don't get me wrong. Of course. But, and it's and funny is what actually came out of that, me, Dean, and one of our other mates, lovely, Lee, Lee yeah. Redigan. We yeah, went back yeah. to my villa one night and we actually realised we'd just we'd yeah. lost everything. It was going to close down. <laughs> and we lay yeah. on the floor of my villa howling with laughter. laughter. You've got to tell you, one you, way you, you had to. I've Agreed. been crying all week, yeah, literally. And that just day, it's sort of like, well, this yeah. is it. You know, this yeah. is... This is business. Yeah. Next time, when I go into a project, I'm going to nail it. I'm going to nail it. Yeah. And that's what and that's what basically happened. Yeah. I think after that summer, um, we was looking to do something else in Playa and Bossa. Then uh, I get a call from um, a Spanish friend of mine and said, "Tony, the place that you've been looking at in San Antonio, yeah. which is now the Ocean yeah. Club site, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys are ready to do a deal." So I didn't even tell my partners we'd just gone but through. But did you did you clock that? Is there a point you walked past me there and, my and went, "Hold on a minute, I've clocked the site." What was it? What was the site before? And did you have the vision back then to go, I want that and I know what I'm going to put in there and I'm going to make it work? Yeah, well, 100%. Because when you come out of Linnikas and you walk onto the Paseo, everyone naturally turns right, That's right towards the town and everything like that. But me and my mum used to always go for walks and take Kiki for walks. Yeah. And then we used to turn left and walk towards the bay. And I'd always seen this site and me and my mum walked past it hundreds of times. I was like, Mum, one day I've got, I've got up on the thing, I've climbed over the wall. It's a restaurant, an old derelict restaurant, yeah, yeah. which basically shut down it yeah. wasn't shut down but it, it was yeah. like it was on shut down legs. Oh, it was on its yeah. last legs yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. I climbed over and I went to see the guy and I said oh, I'd like to do this I knew what I wanted to do I knew it mm. would be very similar to Ocean Club Marbella yes. it had the same similar sort of layout of the ground and it was right on the seafront right on the seafront mm. and everything but then that was originally it was only half the site that it currently is now mm. then on the other half there was a big sort of dividing um, bush down the middle of it and there was a giant car park derelict car park with another really old Spanish Tapper's bar at the front there, yeah, yeah. which was, again was doing no business. So I sort of, you know, being persistent in the way I am and everything like that. <laughs> yep. And my mum was going, keep going, keep going. So then I went to my Spanish fairy godfather, Vicente, who's always been there for yep. me, really. I'm very lucky to have him behind yep. me and uh, in Spain. And I went to him and he said, Oh, Tony, just take your time. This, or I'll, I'll get you it one day. Never thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And literally after the boho experience he called me know, a few months later Tony they're ready to do a deal oh, man. so I couldn't even go to my partners because yeah. we'd all sort of had a rocky thing yeah. and my, you know my mates would all had a yeah. rocky thing yeah. how could I suddenly get this investment to do it 
So then we went down and I negotiated with them and we got an amazing deal. The guy was actually wasn't greedy at all for the land. Fantastic. He wasn't asking any astronomical terms. So I sort of drew it all out in my head, what I wanted to do, put it on a piece of paper. I called up Dwayne, who's yeah. my sort of business operating partner. Yeah. And I said, what do you think of this? And I brought him down there. I've got the video actually, posted it not long ago. Climbed over the wall and he was like, wow. Wow, wow, look at this quality. place. I said, can you see it? He was like, oh, yeah, but how much is it going to cost? Yeah. And that's what he's always like. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then I said, well, you know, it's not going to be cheap and everything, but if we all get together and put some money in. So then I called Wayne and Tony, got them to come down. We was like, oh, my. I said, this is, this is the ocean. one. This is the one. Yes, mate. Love uh, it. But it's hard, you know, I'm very lucky. I, I can see that vision. And yeah. if I sort of, you know, took other people down there, a few of my other mates when I was showing them at the time, they, they was, like, nut, nut. They was yeah. like, well, yeah. what are you on about? How can you have the pool there? So, but when you're in that game, yeah. Dodgers, you know. Yeah. It's like when you walk into a marquee and you see just a big canvas. You know where you want the bar. You yeah, know where yeah, you want yeah, the stage. Yeah. You know what, you yeah. just know it. Yeah. That's your apprenticeship of yeah. getting to where you are. Yeah. It's the knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I just said, well, this. so literally as it is now, pretty much is how that original vision is in our head. Really? We've tweaked it and made yeah. it nicer yeah. and added jacuzzis here and there. So just explain to the listeners here, what actually is it today? It was Ocean Beach Club well, so, and so now what it's happened, changed to O Beach Club. So what happened, we thought, yeah. well, you know, we weren't too business savvy then. We yeah. said, okay, well, we sort of I'll start an Ocean Club in Marbella. What year are we here again? This was, Roughly? Oh, where is it? Eight, nine years. So this was 2011. We opened in 2012. Yeah. So this was 2011. No, okay. 2011. Okay. So... Again, we've done the figures on it and we were supposed to go in with actually with a very powerful Spanish um, business owner out yeah. there. I'm not going to name any names. And uh, we actually said, I actually said to the boys, we need his backing. Back yeah, right. We you know we haven't got the money to do this. Yeah. It's going to cost us a few million. We've yeah. just lost all our money. Yeah. After Boho, we were skint. <laughs> we was back, and back, back on our asses again. You know, like you do. Yeah, but that's cool. again, that's all. Resilience, you need, mate. You need that. Yes. You need that. You need to be down before you can go yeah. up. Yeah. And um, so uh, we went to him and we verbally agreed a deal with him. So literally then the day we went to actually sign it, we're sitting at the table, we'd agreed a certain percentage to him with shares. He actually said, I'm not signing the contract unless you give me half. You're joking me. He, at the 12th hour, he literally flipped everything on his head. No. So me and him had a bit of a ding dong, as yeah. you can imagine, in the lawyer's office. Well, just remind so, me, what percentage did he originally want to flip to 50%? He was having a 30 30 and he flipped up to 50 on the last minute. The, oh, mate. As the contracts and the ink was about to dry on a paper. Oh, mate, that's bad. And he said, I'm not signing this. So we suddenly thought, we're going to lose this. Yeah. So we walked out of this office, me and Dwayne. I was actually in tip for gutted. Very yeah, gutted. I was thinking, oh, my God. We have worked hard. You know, yeah. it takes a few months yeah. to get to that process yeah. and sitting down in front of the lawyers. Yeah. And uh, just like I said, I can't believe it. So I called up my Spanish fairy godfather. He told, told him... What had happened? He went, how much do you need? I said to him, he goes, I'll put the money in. Did he? He said, but I'll only put the money in for a year and a half. He said, then you can pay me back. And oh, So it was like, oh, my God. What so a result. What a result. Did and, he come in? It, did the fairy godfather, did he come in at 30% as the original? Uh, he came in at 30% as the original. And then you can gently pay him off and over time. Well, that was the time. Then what happened? The first year, then we managed to get Ocean Open. We had we had in our heads, not you know, we had many, many difficulties doing yeah. it, you know, yeah. and I think this is something sort of advice for some people who are looking to do this. Mm. We took the name Ocean Club. We just said, oh, we're going to be Ocean Club. Yeah, we don't care. We don't yeah, care. You know, course. we're going to be Ocean Club. Yeah. We didn't look into the, the copyright, yes. the trademark and yeah. all things like that, which yeah. you need to go mm. into. We were just like, had this vision in our head. We wanted to open this beach club. Scary was also, isn't it? Because because you hear these lawyers talking there, sort of in their... Uh, stupid numbers. and Stupid yeah. numbers. And they tell you all the law, all oh, this and yeah, that. Yeah, and suddenly yeah. you think you're going to lose it again. Agree. Agree. And everything. 
So he so he yeah. came in and he came in and helped us, and uh, then we had obviously the problem with the town hall and the stuff like that. You yeah. know, licenses, noise issues, yeah. all the things that sort was of was there a lot of hoops to jump through to get to get massive. To get... We and, how long did it take from start in to hind, finish? And from... in, in hindsight, Dodge, yeah. if I'd have done it with my original partner, the guy yeah. who tried to stiff me at yeah. the end, there, yeah. right, and not the guy that I done it with in yeah. the end. We wouldn't have got open. So to just explain to the listeners now, what does it look like? I've been there. You've invited me out, and I've had a fantastic time. It's an amazing party out there. Just explain to the listeners what is – obviously, you've changed it from Ocean Beach now to O Beach. Yep. Explain to the listeners what O Beach is and what it looks like and the vibe and the clientele. Well, it's just a massive, great big open-air pool party, really. Like, and we came up with uh, the strap line. We uh, we didn't invent the pool party. We just uh, we just perfected it. <laughs> and again, with with our my whole sort of ethos, not my our ethos behind it, was to have a place again where we didn't need superstar DJs, but yeah. we could have great funky music, yeah. and it could be affordable for everyone, from a bin man to a billionaire. Yeah. And that's exactly what we get. We get bin men in there. We get billionaires yeah. in there. Yeah. It's a, it's a place where everyone can go, have a happy vibe. Mm. You're not led by oh, we're only going to go on a Monday. We're only going to go on a Wednesday yeah. because of that promoter. We're only going to go on a Saturday yeah. because of that promoter. Doors are open. Doors are open seven yeah. days a week. The, the vibe, the atmosphere, the experience yeah. we try and create is like the same seven it, days. It is some experience. Seven days well. a week, really. You know, I know like the Friday has been always our signature day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if yeah. you like it full on mad, yeah. like crazy, Get there you've seen the Crane yeah, Show mate. and all things yeah, like that. Yeah. And Explain the Crane Show because I found that fascinating. Look, They're having a drink and all of a sudden, massive crane. We've got big London yeah. buses and dancers and... Explain I've always I've always loved Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. You know, I want to be at the yeah, Vegas same. and the yeah, shows yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Albert Hall and everything. Yeah. I've always loved the theatrical, going back to my trues do's, yeah. the theatrical experience of it. It's like I say, it's not about the DJ. It's about the whole thing. And social media, actually, Instagram yeah. was really in 2012. For me, that was the year that... Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. And yeah. we were, us ourselves and Ashwire, we were literally on the cusp of that explosion. Yeah. And I think O Beach, Ashwire, maybe a couple of other venues were very responsible for the... That was within the British market, yeah. the you know the explosion of that because everyone suddenly everyone was on their phones filming the cranes, mm. filming mermaids That's hanging right. from the sky, London buses yeah, it went viral giant, very quickly, didn't viral it? very yeah. very very yeah. quickly, and that, and so that was something, and also the way we deliver our shows. Yeah. You've seen most of these clubs you go in nowadays, you go. I'm not going to name names again, but like some of the tables, three, four, five, ten grand, yeah. twenty grand yeah. a table, ridiculous. You're never going to get girls paying that, no. never, no. right? So you're always going to get blokes, yeah. I don't want a club full of blokes. Yeah. I thought we'll make our table a thousand quid. Yeah. Between ten of you, hundred quid each. Yeah. Done for, for the like, day. For the day. Yeah. If you go over that, you might go. You know, whatever. There's beds everywhere, so people everywhere. are grouped with ten girls are on this big massive bed. Table service, and there's how many beds you got there? We've got um, 144 beds. Wow. Yeah. We start. We started off with literally. We've doubled our bed capacity. We started wow. off with I think about around about seventy. VIP beds not that we've actually had to squeeze them in because there is room mm. that's another thing I've been to a lot of beach clubs and other clubs and you're literally sardine yeah, next horrible, to people with O Beach what we've done we thought okay we can increase the capacity instead of making the beds three metres let's make them two and a half metres yeah, yeah. so still you've got a big bed but yeah. you can get more in yeah. and things like that because nobody sits on the beds no one sits on the beds everyone's dancing it's a base, it's a base isn't it it's, it's yeah. a base yeah. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get your drinks you don't have to queue up at the bar yeah. and everything and we get a lot of walk-in people as well and do you find that obviously being in Ibiza you've got a, you know owning a festival I've got three days of the year to earn my money you, how many days have you got? Is it 150, 160? 150, it's 150, 150, is 150 it? 155 parties on the bounce we do. On the bounce. Yeah. So what, that month starts at when to when? We start We start quite early. We start uh, this year, next year we're opening, the, I think it's the 23rd of April. 
and we run right through to about the 11th of October. Wow. So, so again, not being DJ or promoter-led, we just open and we have soft yeah. openings. We do a family weekend. Yeah. We do a fashion show. You know, we're quite a sort of versatile venue, really, yeah. of yeah. What, what we can do. Are you there every day? Um, not every day. Not every day. 147 Yeah, I do. I, do <laughs> I try to do a day on, day off now because yeah. I host it. Right, yeah. me, me and my partner, Dwayne, we've got like five partners. Yeah. We say, here's the spreadsheet on the dance floor. Use that line so many times, <laughs> yeah. you must get yeah, sick yeah. of hearing of it. But it's true. Yeah. I do all the hosting. In the, well, as well, Wayne now. Wayne, yeah. Wayne's, you know, everyone. He loves it. a selfie, doesn't he? Everyone thinks it's Wayne's venue, <laughs> yeah. don't they? You know, and good luck to him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's created that persona yeah. around that. And yeah. he does an amazing job on social media. He does, not he? Uh, but he's not actually sort of on the payroll as a director or anything yeah. like that, yeah. you know. But he's got his own sort of thing going on. And uh, yeah, and it works really well. I yeah. do a hosting of all the promoters, the DJs, the celebrities, yeah. the... Tough, tough, mate. Tough, tough. People, people make me laugh, though. They go, oh, you've got the best job in the world, which it feels of like course, the best job. Of course. Ever. But to get to that stage, it's been a it's long, been it's, it's, it's a long, long apprenticeship, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. a good 25 tell, years. Tell us what different rock stars and celebrities you've had in there, because I've seen a lot go in that place and have an absolute blast. Yeah, we've had, we've, you know, we've had... Uh, I don't know how you say things like that. No, 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 like no, no. Name... Just speak your mind. It's not uh, name dropping. This is just, this is how it is true. Uh, you know, we, who have you had in there? We've had, you know, well, if someone actually said to me yesterday, who's the most famous person you've had yeah. in there? I said probably Ed, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, that's Ed right. Ed Sheeran, which is Lovely nice because I've come in a little bit of a friendship with me and Ed yeah. now out of that. Really nice. The last couple of years, Lewis Capaldi. Lewis has come a friend a party with Lewis quite Lovely. a lot. He's an actually top fella. Lovely. But we've, we have we have everyone, you know, yeah. we have from, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Oh yeah, influencers to all your like your footballers. The footballers, massive amount yeah. of footballers. Yeah, come it's come a real footballers playground yeah. and uh, models, TV stars, soap stars, reality stars. Yeah. What's the biggest bar tab you've had in there? Is there one number that sticks to mind? You go, yeah, Jesus Christ, that was a big lump. That I'm not going to tell you that exact figure of it because it's yeah. quite vulgar talking about money. Isn't yeah, it? but but what he done this fella? This was just on a real random day. Right? Yeah. I wasn't actually even going to be in there. Right, I was was in there one day. I'm sitting at my table, and one of the hostesses come over to me and said, "Tone, there's a guy over the back there in the jacuzzi area. He's asked if he could be moved to the VIP area, um, <laughs> uh, if if he can buy a load of champagne." Yeah. And I went, "Yeah." He said, "I said, who's he with?" He said, "He's with two mates, his missus and his kid." This is what this is when we used to allow sort of children to come yeah, in there. Yeah. And he said, "But the missus and the kid are going in the minutes. He's he's he wants to come over and have a table with his two mates. He wants to buy a load of champagne." I went, "Yeah, cool, no problem." So he's come in there and he's come up to my table. Hi, I'm, I can't even remember his name now. He was a, a Dutch uh, shipbuilder. Okay. This guy just didn't look anything yeah, flash or anything like yeah, un yeah. Very unassuming. He yeah. said, I'm with my two friends. He said, it's, he's getting married and he said, I want to look after him. He says, I want to buy how much champagne do you have in stock? I went, wow. I said, well, <laughs> how much do you I want? I said, I think we hold a good, you know, 500 bottles, yeah, something like that. Yeah. He said, oh, I want to buy the lot. You're joking, me. I said, what? He said, I want to buy the lot. I said, <laughs> so I thought he was joking. Yeah, of course. He said, can you tell me how much all your champagne will come to? So I was like, is this bloke serious yeah. or what? Three of them, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he said, I said, okay, good, let me work it out, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the girls went out the back and let's come back. They said, we've got so much Verticalico, so much DP, <laughs> so much Ace of Spades, so much. Yeah. So I said, we actually had 770 bottles of champagne in stock from the cheap spray stuff to the high end yeah, stuff. Yeah. He bought the lot. He bought every single bottle. He sprayed it. And it wasn't even a, a massive, massive day at Ocean yeah, that day, yeah. right? 
he sprayed the whole lot, giving <laughs> bottles to all the people on the beds next to him because everyone really? was getting soaked. Yeah. And it was just turned into this most My mad, off-the-cuff day. Yeah. Right? We just couldn't believe it. Right? And so I was like... Oh my God. So I went out of one and got a bottle of Pink Ace of Spades, like a big one, just to say to him, because, you know, it was the best bottle we had yeah. left at the time, just to say thank you to him. So, oh my God, so much. Thank you for yeah. your custom. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is incredible. And he said, Thank you, Tony, but I don't drink champagne. He said, <laughs> he said, do you mind if I give it to the girls <laughs> next to me? He Brilliant. said, they're actually drenched on it, man. Brilliant. Like that. So that was something really, really nice, oh, random. It wasn't expected. Lovely. Did you find out what he was involved in ships, was yeah, he? Yeah, he builds super yachts. Wow. Yeah, he builds super yachts. Wow. But we've had a few clients. We've had a few clients like that. They're, they're few and far between. Yeah. I know you get them up, you know, Nicky Beaches and places like yeah, that quite a lot and stuff. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Amazing. Yeah, and Amazing. it's great for the staff because, you course. know, they all have a right laugh. He was tipping them all. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So this, that was a this big going deal. on. This going back to that business model. So you you launched them what twenty twelve was it or twenty eleven? The 20, day you opened twenty twelve. Yeah, June the twentieth. I think June the twentieth, twenty twelve. So you've had seven years, eight years. So the first year, this was saying yeah. when we was in there, we struggled. Yeah, we struggled. We opened open in late June again. You've missed yeah. your April Little May. Chunk, yeah. You've missed that chunk yeah. of we usually those months are usually your promotion for the season. Mm. But you know now now that's why we open so early because mm. it's good to do all the stuff like early mm. season. So then we sort of done okay. We got a good reputation that first year, but we were still financially down. Yeah. So we've obviously we've got the, our Spanish fairy godfather involved, and he's like, oh my god, you know, am I going to get my money back? Yeah. Sort of thing like that. There's a bit of nerves kicking in, yeah. and we said, well, you know, he wanted it back that first year. In so a year and a half. Yeah, right, so yeah. we said, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to find uh, another investor mm. to come in with us. So we did. We went and found the uh, Maxi, who's our current partner now. Yeah. And uh, I got introduced to Maxi. Maxi got involved, so bought my Spanish fairy godfather out, done a deal. Some he had a nice percentage on top, so yeah. he has walked away from the deal very, very happy. Win win, win win, and you know, win win and everything. Maxi came on board, and that second season, it the business just went, yeah, skyrocketed yeah. literally overnight. It like yeah. sort of treble, quadruple. Yeah, the following year again went up and up again. Yeah. And it was like, wow, we've, we've. Did you start with 155 parties from the from year one, or no. is it built up to that? We built up. You got to more that. promoters involved. You got yeah. more people involved. I think we started around about the. I think was it the United, about, about 120. Okay. One, no, maybe less than that. 110, 110, something like that. I've been going to IB for I don't know 25 odd years. Yeah. I feel there was a period that it really lost its identity with the British crowd. And I feel like you coming back into the scene, onto the scene and creating this has brought the identity back that the British people do want to go back over there and have a brilliant yeah. experience. Yeah, no, I think ourselves, Ibiza Rocks, um, a few other sort of brands yeah. and stuff like that. You know, we've especially San Antonio. Yeah. San Antonio had a had real, a bad rep, didn't it? Bad, bad rep mm. from the 80s, from the uh, 1830 mm. crowd, the Ibiza Uncovered TV show. Had a real, real bad rep. But I've always found it one of the most beautiful parts of the mm. island because of the sunset. Yeah. You know, okay, the, the town needed upgrading, yeah. which has gradually happened over the yeah. years. And um, so, and I used to party there as a kid myself. So yeah, I had a lot same. of infinity, like, as yourself, yeah. had a lot of infinity to yeah. it and everything. But yeah, we've sort of helped put it back on the map. We've mm. sort of, you know, created some nice places and stuff like that. Lovely hotel as well. Lovely, a lovely hotel. Wiki Woo. Wiki Woo. Yeah. I'd like uh, to see what state you were in when you come out of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was in a state. Was yeah. it? I was in a right state when I came out. No, that's one Cracking name. Great name. Isn't Cracking it? name. And it's one of those things to probably get first on the top of Google when you type it in. One of those things, it, it just flows. Now, I'm a big believer if you create a great name and a great brand, it's got a lot of legs on it. 100%. Yeah. I'm just in the process of creating uh, 
two more at the moment. Yeah, mate. All to be revealed very really? soon. Really, I'm but, but it's important, isn't it? Like, yeah. say, a name. A name is so so important. Definitely. To have that uh, your own identity. Yeah. You know, we could have gone and called it. Whatever. Boring. So coastline. Yeah, I'm not boring. saying coastline's yeah, yeah, bad yeah. but you know names that yeah. are, they're more common. Yeah. I should say. And with Wiki Woo, create. You know, I wanted to create a name as you just said. Then yeah. we'll go straight to the top. Of course. And makes people think, what is that? Yeah. You know what? I've got huge respect. We're a different. We're a different era. I think you're not era. Yeah. You have got probably ten years on me, but <laughs> it's amazing. Really, we both come from the same yeah, background. Same, same background, and you smashed it with what you're doing at yeah, all your Bournemouth festival. Yeah, mate. And it's, everything. Uh, yeah, loving it. It shows everything's achievable. Of course, isn't it? It's, a, it's about having a limitless mindset. Yeah, that's what I call it. That's good. I like that yeah, analogy. Mate. Yeah, I call it cojones grandes. Oh, big it means big plums. balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think you've got a both, haven't of course. you? Yeah, of you know, course. You've got a vision. You've got to not be scared. Yeah. You know, and you've got to do what you want to do in life. Yeah, agree. You know, and if you even whether you fail or anything like that, it's about being happy, true. Being happy, because you know what, with the age now, and as you get older, you think, "Oh, Jesus, this is actually a, quite a short life." And yeah, very I short. wake up and I know I've created the most amazing. I enjoy going to work. I'm yeah. throwing festivals with yeah. girls and lads partying and yeah. drinking and fun and dance and keeping it thirty thousand people yeah. in the field partying. That's my dream. It's your buzz, yeah, mate. It's, it's my your, buzz. It's your buzz, isn't it's my it? buzz, and yeah. I had what. Before that, 1,500 parties around the UK in different cities, 12 cities every week, yeah. doing all the student nights in nightclubs. Is this lockdown giving you time to reflect? Oh, mate. Because we've all had True. plenty of time on our hands, isn't True. It? Yeah. You know what? I've been I've been like a train, mm. creating new things, creating new things, creating yeah. new things. This whole lockdown's made me go, whoa, stop. Yeah, slopes, yeah. I saw stops and yeah. I've looked back mm. and I've gone back and thanked everyone who's helped me on my journey yeah. Yeah. to get to where I am today. Mm. That's been lovely. It's also given me time to reflect to see where we've come and what we've created. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's also given me time to, the, we've called it like a pandemic pivot. Yeah. So it's given me time to go, I'll tell you what, I want to do a podcast. What, the, 10 weeks ago, I didn't know what a podcast was. Got the got our own podcast now, Eventful Entrepreneur. It's going yeah. viral very quickly. How's that going, that event? It's yeah. flying, mate. Wicked. It's flying because Wicked. I'm talking to normal people, proper yeah. people like you, and yeah. I'm, I'm real and raw, you're real and raw. We're telling it how yeah. it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And every listener that's coming back and all the feedback, people are like, at last, an events person or a festival person or events owner or nightclub. Uh, I'm asking the questions to get the right answers or the, the truthful answers truthful out of them answers, yeah. rather than any bullshit jargon the, and all the, the stuff. The hospitality industry has been hugely hit for all oh, of this, huge, hasn't it? Do you know huge, what I mean? Huge, huge, As we huge, know huge. ourselves from last year yeah, and everything, you yeah. know, we put our necks on the block in Ibiza going out and yeah. everything and doing what we done I used to have to pay the mortgage there for whack. You still, the uh, landlord's we, asking we, me for whack? To be honest, they've been very accommodating. Okay, they've, that's nice of them. 90% of them have anyway. Very accommodating. They, they understand. Yeah. You know, if you don't understand, especially when you're, we're a good tenant. Yeah. Yeah. We're good tenants at all of our places. We always pay our rent on time. Yeah. We always stick to the, you know, best as we can to yeah. the yeah, rules yeah. and regulations and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Quality. we've also been offered some amazing new deals. That, well, that's the tempting thing, isn't it? That's the tempting thing. And then you've got to go, yeah, yeah, I want it, I want it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, let's just concentrate what we're doing. But the temptation from creators like ourselves with creative minds we've got to take it. Got to take it. Because there's deals everywhere. And yeah. I see this. I've, I launched the festival in 2008 in the last recession, you know, and I saw huge opportunities. And this, I'm born for shit like this. You know, yeah. this 2020 recession, what's happening? I'm excited by yeah, it. I'm seeing opportunities everywhere, yeah, mate. Right. And Ooh. you know what? And I'm looking forward to 21. I think you're going to yeah. smash it in 21. Thank There'll be you. more people piling out there. When we're, and uh, fingers crossed, we're, uh, I'll pile out there with you after my festival. Wicked. Thanks very much. You're a gentleman. Cheers. Good man. Cheers, Troy. Thank you. Nice one, Thank mate. Thank you.